0: It's the JT The Brick Show. They get the snap off. Hand off Jacobs. That's the first down in the big hole. 15-10. Five. Touchdown, Raiders. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio.
1: Raiders bring a blitz. He is smothered. And brought down. Max Crosby came around for the sack.
0: Your silver and black home to sound off for over 20 years. Shotgun snap to Stidham. Lob to your corner for Adams. Makes the grab in the corner. Touchdown. An absolutely perfect pass, and Adams dragged his feet in the back left corner. And now, filling in for JT today is Harry Ruiz.
2: Our number two of the JT The Brick Show closing off this week where the Silver and Black, they are continuing their training camp ahead of the increment of intensity right now when you get to face another opponent Right in your grill. The Raiders will have joint practices next Thursday, next Friday with the San Francisco 49ers ahead of their preseason game on Sunday. That day, Raider Dad, they will be having a big event with a lot of kids that they're going to be bringing out to Allegiant Stadium. We will be talking with him later in our number two here. So stay tuned. And also, I want them to be able to embrace the Raiders. And when you look at the Raiders, you... Look at all the history this team has had. All the legends that have passed and played for this team and just be uh, iconic members of the Silver and Black. Heck. This team doesn't retire numbers because if they retired numbers, they wouldn't have numbers for the current players to use. Look at that wall inside Allegiant Stadium. That's what I hope these kids are able to see. All the retired numbers, all the legends that have played for this team and their fathers to be able to tell them who they were, what they did, all the Hall of Famers, all the icons that have worn the silver and black in the past. And now you're thinking, let's get more gold jackets in the future. Who of the current Raiders will be able to be able to show those gold jackets off and be like, yo, they earned them while playing for the silver and black. And currently right now on this squad you got three players that were picked by their fellow peers as top 20 members in the NFL top 100. And yesterday it was revealed that Max Crosby went up from 59 to number 17, if I recall correctly. Devontae Adams dropped from 6 to 13, and Josh Jacobs went from unranked to number 12. And we hope Josh Jacobs is back in the building soon. You know you want him to start getting acclimated to what NFL football is. And unfortunately, the contact is something that comes with the sport. And if somebody gets hit more often than not, it's the running back. It's the guy with that position. That's why they want to be respected when it comes to salary. You look at all the other positions, the franchise tag goes up. Running back position, it has gone down over the last couple of years, so they want the respect, and I 100% understand his posture, but I also understand the posture of the Raiders, which is like the same thing that Jim Mercer said. Hey, the CBA was bargained, the CBA was negotiated, and the CBA was agreed upon on all parties, and the vote came through, and the current CBA, it stands where it stands, and the franchise tag, it stands where it stands, and... You are not supposed to do changes right now, but I get it. And the running backs get it. Raiders did the right thing. Josh Jacobs did the right thing. And the best for each of their situation. Now, you want to have the running back on the field once the season starts. I have a feeling Josh Jacobs won't say no to $10 million. I know I wouldn't say no to $1 million. I know Bobby wouldn't say no to $1 million. But Josh Jacobs, he will say whatever it is the best case scenario for him and i get it you got to make a stand you have to protect your interests but at the same time you got to go get that money in my opinion and i will respect whatever he decides and if he's not there it's next man up and so far zamir White. Brayden Brown, Amir Abdullah, Brandon Bolden, Sincere McCormick, all the fellas in that running back room, they've been getting a couple extra snaps because RB1 isn't in the building. And whenever you have players absent, that brings up an opportunity for the next guy. And when you look over at what happened in Green Bay in 2014 when they drafted Devontae Adams, Devontae Adams in year one, wasn't that wide receiver that just wowed absolutely everyone that when you looked at him you were like this guy is a future all pro uh, wide receiver this guy will one day be considered the best wide receiver in the game you look at his first two years he didn't crack the 500 yard uh, number he got 446 yards as a rookie three touchdowns second year 50 catches 483 yards and one touchdown you were like okay He's a serviceable receiver. He's going to be out there. Aaron Rodgers is going to make him a great player. In 2016 is when you started noting this guy is special. And then after that, 17, 18, 19, he was a pro bowler. Since then, three consecutive years of being an all-pro, of being considered by the league and by his peers – as, or as one of or the best wide receiver in football. You just have to grow into that. You have to take advantage of every opportunity and you just have to be able to prove people either right or wrong. You prove your haters wrong and you prove the people that picked you and put all their trust in you right. And that is something that Devontae Adams has been doing in the NFL. And now, you know that what after he said it in uh, uh, an interview that he, that he did with a website and also with a podcast about he wanted to be elsewhere to prove that he is the best wide receiver no matter who's throwing the ball at him. as If it's a future Hall of Famer in Aaron Rodgers, if it's in a Pro Bowler in Derek Carr, he's going to be the best in the game. And the best in the game is something that Aaron Rodgers still considers his former wide receiver to be, but he's also talking about Garrett Wilson, who coincidentally wears number 17 as well with the New York Jets. Yesterday, Aaron Rodgers was interviewed during NBC's broadcast of Thursday Night Football, the Pro Football Hall of Fame game. Here's what Aaron Rodgers had to say about the Adams and Wilson comparisons.
0: I mean, Garrett is just what what an amazing kid. Uh, You know, I have so much love and respect for Devontae and feel like he's the best receiver in the league. Um, So I don't say this lightly, but there are Definitely traits that uh, this 17 has that that special 17 has as well. And I'm not going to put him in that category yet because I'm, you know, Devontae is, is in a category by himself. But, but Garrett has, has the potential to really be special in this league for a long time.
2: Game recognized game. And right there, you heard Aaron Rodgers, a Super Bowl champion, a future pro football Hall of Famer, saying Devontae Adams, he's in a league by himself. And that's 1,000% accurate. And the Raiders were fortunate that he the Raider Nation were fortunate that he's playing for the Raiders. And now that is a weapon where even earlier when we're listening to Brian Hoyer joining in after a commercial break, talking about how special it is to be able to practice with Devontae Adams. Now, can you imagine that in a game action? And you even saw broken plays last year where the quarterback was rolling out. And Devontae Adams improvised and got himself open and scored touchdowns. That's the kind of player that you want a player that comes and makes a difference day in and day out. And that's what the Raiders have in Devontae Adams and Max Crosby. It's so special that you guys got, you have guys on each side of the ball that will make your players be accountable. When you see the star of your team going in and busting as you know what every single day that puts you in a spot where you're like, I have to do the same. It's like when you go to work. If you have a a boss that is lazy, that shows up late, that doesn't do any work, and is only pointing fingers and telling you, do this, do that, and it's like, what are you doing? You're not doing anything. The morale is low. But when you go into work and you have a boss that is grinding as much or harder than you are and is putting in the work To make everybody else better and make the product better, whatever your line of work is, that's somebody that you want to grind hard for and you want to put in the work and make yourself and everybody else better in your team. And that's what the Raiders have with Devontae Adams and Max Crosby. Crosby is a different kind of beast. I posted that on Twitter the other day. I'm looking at him on the field and I'm like, that's crazy. But then you hear that it's January and he's already preparing For what's coming up in July. And that's something that you're like, damn, he took a couple of weeks off and then it's back on the grind. It's back to work. It's back to becoming better every single day. And that's why, that's because he has a goal of being the best in the league. He has a goal of having the rest of the NFL saying he's the number one player in the league. And if he becomes the number one player in the league, it's not because of just what he is doing. To get sacks. It's because of what he's doing to make his team better. And to make this team better, it's like, can you imagine if he turns around this defense and goes from being a defense that has struggled throughout the years to being a defense that is not only decent but good? That would make him go from, hey, this guy's a pro bowler to, hey, this guy's an all-pro to, hey, this guy's a legend in the silver and black so let's see if the Raiders are able to do so. They have work to do. They got a month, a little bit over a month, before that game on September 10th at Mile High in Denver when the Raiders face off against the Broncos. And, you know, the Denver Broncos have struggled mightily against the Raiders in recent years. If I recall correctly, it's been three years in a row that the Raiders have swept the Broncos both in Las Vegas and in Denver. Yeah, that's that's exactly what it is. Every year that the Raiders have been the Las Vegas Raiders, they have never lost against the Denver Broncos three years in a row. Let's keep that dominance up. Go up there to Denver. Go up there and show the team that a lot of folks last year, they had them primed to be a special team. They were like, hey, Russell Wilson is coming into town. Super Bowl champion Russell Wilson. He's one of the most recognized players in the league. He's going to come and change that position for the Denver Broncos. And it's been a revolving door. Now they have stability. It was chaos in Denver. They ended up as one of the worst teams in the league, and they didn't even have that draft pick. It was Seattle who ended up taking the fifth draft pick in the draft. Devon Witherspoon, right? The cornerback out of Illinois. That's who they picked. It's like Seattle. They ended up in the playoffs, and they ended up picking top five because Denver was chaos. Now they bring in Sean Payton, and it's the same story all over again. I saw that last year. Everybody hyping the Denver Broncos like crazy. And being like, yo, this team, they're special. Look at what they got. And then, blop, go down. Don't deliver. I hope it's the same situation this year. And the Raiders, they have the opportunity to spoil Sean Payton's debut out there at mile high. They are going to need all the faces of the game to be connected. Special teams, that's a given right now. Raiders, they have two of the best kickers in the league. They got A.J. Cole. They got Daniel Carlson. They got a new Formula member in that Three-man snap, hold, kick rotation as they add Jacob Bobenmeyer, the long snapper. He's new in town. No Trent Sig anymore. He's in Dallas. Jacob Bobenmeyer, they've been uh, getting that chemistry going on at training camp, and that's important. But special teams, I don't worry about them. They're set. Those guys, two of the best in the league, the kickers. Over in the offense and defense, you got question marks. And you know what? I don't blame you, Raider Nation. You don't know if Jimmy Garoppolo is going to work or not. You don't know if the defense is going to be improved or not. There's question marks, and they need to be answered when it matters the most. And that's why the guys are working right now at training camp. And you look at other teams, and it's like, hey, there's hype coming up immediately. Despite them, every team has question marks. I mean, except maybe Kansas City when you're like last year, they had question marks with the wide receiver room. You were like, he lost a lot of weapons. Patrick Mahomes, he lost a lot of weapons. He won't be able to do the same thing he did in years past because he lost a lot of weapons. Dude ends up winning the Super Bowl. It's like, damn it. Again? Ugh. Well, it's the world we live in. You don't like Patrick Mahomes? Sack him. Don't allow him to get rid of the ball. It looks like he does magic when he's like, oh, he's about to run out of bounds and throws a ball with one hand. Touchdown. It's like, what the hell just happened right there? You just got to get to him. Don't quit on plays. And you know what? Max Crosby, he had his number last year in the game in Kansas City. He was getting to him. You saw the Netflix series quarterback where he's just talking trash, getting there a little bit late. He's trying to get him out of his rhythm. He did for a while. Raiders were up. They weren't able to keep the lead. Travis Kelsey scored, what, four touchdowns in that game? It goes back to talking about you got to figure out a way to stop Travis Kelsey. And now you got to figure out a way to stop the other wide receivers. Running backs, they don't even use them much. It used to be Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. They brought in a seventh-rounder in Isaiah Pacheco. And it's like, hey, they'll run the ball here and there. But when you have Patrick Mahomes, you let him sling the ball. And now these cornerbacks in the secondary, these safeties that the Raiders have, they have to pick it up. They have to be able to stop the Justin Herberts of the world, that that's another conversation. Colin Moore, the former Boise State quarterback, what will he be able to do with Justin Herbert as his new toy, as his quarterback? Justin Herbert, the highest-paid quarterback in NFL history, highest-paid player in NFL history. He just got his deal. That's positive for the Raiders. You know that the cap space is going to decrease a little bit over there in the Charger land In La La Land, now that they got Justin Herbert under contract with a long-term deal, they're going to have to maneuver things, and they might have to lose a player or two in the future, and that might affect them. The Raiders, they got Jimmy G in what I consider a discounted price from what I originally thought he was going to get paid. You look at the money Derek Hart got paid in New Orleans. That's his deal. Good for him. I wouldn't have wanted the Raiders to pay him that kind of money. It's like be able to move that money around in different positions. And heck, right now you look at it, the running back position, 10.1 mil. That's what the running back franchise tag costs, and that's what the Raiders are committed to pay Josh Jacobs if he returns, which I'm pretty sure he will. It's all over the place, and that's what the – it's all over – at the end of the day in life, it's the almighty dollar. You might – look, the most important things in life are your family and your health the people around you, but you need a roof over your head. You need food on your table. You need to move yourself around, be it in a car, in a bus, on a bicycle and all that stuff. It costs money. So these teams, they have to figure out a way to put on the best team on the field with their money constraints. So let's, Make that happen. If you're talking about money and you want to find a good deal out here in Las Vegas as a Las Vegas local, head over to Resorts World and the Golden Monkey. They have a buy one, get one free every night from 8 p.m. till midnight for Las Vegas locals in the brand new Golden Monkey. Tiki Lounge. It's the ultimate tropical getaway. Enjoy their delicious island-inspired cocktails and soak up the lively atmosphere. Check out the new Golden Tiki Lounge and experience the ultimate tropical getaway located near the Hilton Lobby. Let's go to a break. Raider Nation, Raider Dad is coming up after it to talk about what's going down in the preseason game in less than 10 days here at Allegiant Stadium. You're listening to the JT The Brick Show on Raider Nation Radio. To the JT the Brick Show with today's guest host Harry Ruiz.
0: I think I am, but also at the same time, though, it's like uh, it also comes down to the competition that we got in the room. You know, like I can be my best, Jermaine, uh, Brendan Parker. We can be be at our best, but also at the same time, though, like we all here to compete. You know, like we all want to get the starting job. But also at the same time, though, like we know what's ahead. Like we all need to compete and stay focused.
2: Who's going to be the starting right tackle for the Silver and Black in Week 1? That's a big question, Mark. Jermaine Aluminor, in my opinion, it's his job to lose. He starts training camp as the starter in that position, but there's competition behind him, including the guy you just heard, Thayer Mumford. You're listening to the JT The Brick Show on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. And we got our next guest on the line, Josh from Raider Dad, calling in to talk about what they got going on for the preseason game for the Raiders in less than 10 days. Josh, my first question, though, is something. I got a pet peeve as an announcer. I like saying last names the, with the correct pronunciation. How do I pronounce your last name, brother? Caminite. Caminite. perfect. Josh Caminite from Raider. Dat- you see, I would have said it a different way, but I always ask everybody, players, if it's not, if I see a last name that I don't, Think I got it right? I'll go and ask first before I broadcast a game. Josh Kamenite from Raider Dad. Tell us what's going down with the preseason game Raiders against the 49ers on August 13th and what your organization has happening.
0: So if you don't know what we do, we create tailgate experiences at Allegiant Stadium. Uh, What's cool about our organization is we take them, give them the experience, but we also provide complimentary tickets. Uh, and they're able to bring, bring their parents with them. Uh, right now we're at 37 sets of tickets. Wow. Uh, to kick off uh, season two, uh, last year, uh, we created 80 experiences. Uh, it was, it was pretty incredible what we were able to accomplish. Uh, we started Raider Dad in July of last year and, uh, Right now we're just happy to, you know, for people to want to support and, uh, you know, get behind our mission.
2: Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was a preseason game last year. I went out to the tailgates and it was super hot. Or it was an event and it was summer, and I was like, "It's hot." And I saw a group of a lot of kids, and and I was like, "Hey, they're doing a a great thing." How do you guys are how are you guys able to be able to help out these kids and bring them out and experience NFL football in Las Vegas, which we know it's more expensive than it used to be in Oakland, where you had a lot of organizations and folks buying season tickets for this cause. Now you have PSL holders you got season tickets you got resell and it's harder to do this but you guys are working hard for it
0: yeah so basically how we started the organization it was just a kind gesture i never intended to start an organization or do something you know of this magnitude but uh it's it started with just season ticket holders uh, you know people that are raider fans or people that just believe in a good cause and uh, last year we took 52 families uh, what you just illustrated. Uh, last year uh, I had Jays Gourmet out of Tracy, California. Uh, they partnered with me. We brought kids to the game this year. Uh, you know, the brand's a little bit more well-known. Uh, I'm sure you're aware. The One Nation Foundation has partnered with us uh, to, for the preseason event, and it's really great to have a Raiders charity uh, that's more Raider fans. You know, it creates a partnership of creating more Raider fans by Raider fans. So uh, we'll have them. They're actually flying in, Murph, Jeff, the rest of the One Nation Foundation. Uh, We're going to have Jay's Gourmet back season two. And this year we added Texas Roadhouse. So they're going to come down there, help us provide complimentary food for families. Uh, We're going to have a red carpet area that families are able to, you know, come down, and enjoy the experience, take a photo that, you know, they can have long after the game is over. Uh, So that's pretty much the gist of how we're running the event.
2: Yeah, and you you guys also, not only with game day experience, which, heck, you got them hooked up with the tailgate, with the game tickets, getting to walk around Allegiant Stadium, which by itself is a spectacle, but you also had a group out at training camp, right?
0: Yeah, so that's kind of the cool thing is that, uh, me, you know, being a fan, having a relationship with the fans, uh, you know, a lot of season tickers, ticket holders know what I do. Uh, we, we, we try to be authentic about everything that we're doing and transparent, uh, by posting everything. So season ticket holders that I don't even know will message me and be like, hey, can you find somebody to use this ticket? And, you know, they, they know we have, uh, working relationships with, uh, Cancer Foundation, such as Tyler Robinson Foundation, uh, Las Vegas Rides for Kids, uh, Cure for the Kids. Uh, but we also send local athletes now because we do sponsor uh, youth flag football. So last week, uh, I want to say it was 23 kids over training camp uh, had the opportunity to go watch practice, uh, take their uh, friends and family, and, uh, you know, have the opportunity to engage with people that, you know, who they're trying to be someday. Uh, so it was pretty cool. Uh, a lot of people got a lot of autographs, a lot of, a lot of photos. That probably you know, it's going to be something that they're going to be able to look back on.
2: Yeah, and right now, training camp, we know that the Raiders are still trying to figure it out to be able to open it even more, but it's limited to PSL holders, to season ticket holders with some specific tickets, and it's cool that they are providing you guys with the opportunity to be able to provide opportunities for folks that wish they could be there and be able to grow the next generation of the nation. We're talking with Josh Kamenite from Raider Dad. They're doing a great job as a Las Vegas nonprofit organization providing tickets to families in need. And how how's the process to be able to pick those families? Because I'm pretty sure everybody raises their hand and wishes to have that opportunity. And unfortunately, you can't just provide absolutely everybody with an opportunity, but you guys are doing your best job possible.
0: Yeah. So, you know, we would love to be able to invite everybody if that was even possible. But uh, for the most part, you can go to Uh, Our website, org. there's a nominate page. Uh, Anybody can submit, uh, you know, a child. It doesn't have to be their child. It could be somebody that you know, somebody's uh, an employee's son or daughter that uh, you feel that they need this experience. And we keep it open to anybody. Uh, For preseason, we get a lot of tickets. So we're able to take just anyone that could be a Raiders fan. Uh, But we also look for different stories, Uh, people battling different medical situations or um, our local athletes. It's really cool that the kids that we sponsor next week, we're going to be able to take a – there was a conflict with one of their tournaments, but we're still able to bring about 12 of the players to, you know, come be a part of this. So you can go to any of – to any of our social media pages, too, and also nominate through there. Uh, so that's kind of how we uh, receive nominations, but we do have good working relationships like what like I said, like Tyler Robinson. We're taking uh, 12 families to this preseason game where they they're actually uh, providing assistance for them. They have a working relationship with me and that, you know, they send them to us like these kids could really use a break from reality. And we're happy to do that for organizations like that.
2: How satisfying is it for you, Josh, that with Raider Dad, you're able to not only simply be like, Oh, here, here are the tickets. You can go to the game, but you're actually like creating an experience that will last a lifetime. And for some kids, it's going to be the start of their fandom with the Raider Nation, or their start of their fandom with the sport of football, because they went and they had a great experience, not just a here, here are the tickets, go sit down and watch the game.
0: Uh, you know, I incorpor- this wasn't just like an off-the-wall concept, it was something that I incorporated into uh, my own life, with my own family, uh, and you know, to be able to do that for my own kids, you know, they don't really, they're at an age, my I have a seven-year-old and a two-year-old. He's only two-year-old, too young, but he's been to a game. But someday they're going to be able to appreciate this. But to be able to do it for all kinds of different people, you know, people coming from a lot of different situations, and to be a part of a mission where, you know, someday we're not going to be here, and somebody's going to have to take over for us, as you know, Someone's going to have to carry our passion on, and that's the next generation that we're trying to do this for.
2: Yeah, and unfortunately, some PSL holders, I mean, they're in, their all, in their, their right to sell their tickets for whatever they want to sell them for, but I know other season ticket holders that, like you said, they donate your tickets, or if they're going to sell the ticket, they sell it at face value, and they're like, hey, I'm only selling it to a Raider fan for what I bought it for, but it has to be a Raider fan to come out to the game out here in Las Vegas and support the Raiders, so it's great that there's organizations like you. You're on social media. You have your website. Please josh tell the folks where they can follow you guys and support your cause
0: yeah so our website's vegasraiderdad.org and you can find us on pretty much all social medias at at vegasraiderdad
2: and that's a great name too man i mean you, you, you there was like that's a great fantastic way and hey you guys hook up the kids with shirts and everything too right
0: oh actually this time around because there's so many families like as of right now there's Thirty-seven families. I won't be surprised you know, come a couple of days before or game day that we're taking a lot more families. We set the goal to fifty. We hope to get there. Everyone's going to get shirts. You know, there's going to be signs. You know, my first Raiders game. Uh, and during the regular season, we, we're going to keep this going. And uh, what's really cool this year is we're going to be able to provide them Raider Dad jerseys. Uh, oh, so every awesome. family that comes to the game with us, they get their own jersey that take home. You know, we can remember being those kids and, uh, you know, wearing those jerseys throughout school or wherever else they're going to be out and about.
2: Yeah, so go to VegasRaiderDad.org. There's the Donate tab, and you guys can support the cost. So 37 right now, let's get it to 50, guys. Come on, right, Josh?
0: Uh, I'd appreciate any help, but uh, I really encourage everybody, if you have the time, you're going to the game, or if you just want to come hang out, come to the J- jail or come to H lot. We're going to be there. It's going to be a great time.
2: H lot. That's where the tailgate's going to be. H lot right then, right? Yes. Okay, perfect. I'll try to stop by uh, after I set up my equipment up in the press box. Josh, I really appreciate you coming on the air today, brother, and best of luck the rest of the season. And if you guys want to support them, head over to their website, follow their social media. Once you follow their social media and you see all the kids with those huge smiles, I'm pretty sure you're going to be like, hey, you know what? Let's make create more smiles. Congratulations on what you're doing, and let's keep it growing, Josh.
0: All right. Thank you so much for your time. I'll, I'll, I'll be looking for you Sunday.
2: There you go. Check them out on social media. Check out their website. They do a fantastic job. And I appreciate Josh Kemenite for coming on tonight today here on the JT The Brick Show. And you know what? That's something that Raider Nation, they've always been characterized for doing, helping other people. I know uh, my I always bring her up because she does a fantastic job and she has done it for plenty of years. Rachel Brown, my friend off the hook from Oakland, she used to have her seat in the front row of the black hole, but then she would buy like 25 season tickets throughout the Coliseum. And she would always, like, for example, if I was in town, I would hit her up. It's like, hey, do you have a ticket I could buy? And most of the time it was a yes, and she would just sell it for face value for me to be able to get inside the stadium. But a lot of the times she would give those tickets away to kids that don't have the opportunity to go to a lot of games. And they were spread out throughout the Coliseum, and she was the Raiders have always had a great relationship with her because they know what she does. She was out at Canton, Ohio yesterday because she's a part of the Pro Football Fan Hall of Fame, and she's always helping out the community, and they love going out there. Gorilla Rilla was out there as well and showing love to the kids out there in Canton, Ohio. It was a sold-out game. Jets against the Browns, a start of the new Uh, preseason week zero next week everyone is in action and it's definitely going to be a good time for football fans to be able to be changing channels and watching football every single weekend all the way up to the start of the preseason games of the regular season games that we are all super interested in week one man less than 40 days away almost a month away all our wait is finally about to be over remember when super bowl ended and unfortunately the Chiefs won another one that we were all like all right here comes the part of the year where we're just waiting for football to restart that's the time of the year where my therapy is baseball we're watching dodgers baseball is my way to be like okay Here are three hours of my day or, well, now two and a half hours with all the changes that there are in the rules, with the pitch clock, with the bases, with everything they've changed. I'm like, all right, two and a half hours. I can go home like yesterday. I was at Raiders headquarters until like 4 o'clock. Had an online meeting from 6 to 8. Once that ended, turned on my TV, watched a Dodgers clobber the athletics. I was happy for those two and a half hours. Continue my day, get some work done, go to sleep, come to work today, and guess what? It's going to be the same thing. Go all the way up until the Dodgers play the Padres, and when they're that game's going on, I'll have a smile on my face. But when football comes around, ooh-wee, that's my favorite part of the year. Seeing the silver and black on the field doing their thing, I'm always hopeful. I, I've seen people that I appreciate a lot and that are great friends post on Facebook, post on Twitter. This season I have no hopes at all, and this and that. I always do, but this season I don't. I'm like, all right, I hope this roster, I hope this coaching staff, I hope this front office makes them be like, hey, you know what? You were wrong. What was I telling you guys about earlier? Prove people right or wrong. The people that are supporting you, prove them right. The people that aren't supporting you, prove them wrong. And guess what? Just as Arash Murkazi was saying on the air, everybody loves a winner. If you become a winner, all those people that were talking crap about you, they will jump on the ship. But you have to win. And that's what the Raiders need to do. And they need to do so ASAP. Win football games. Have a winning culture. Because I have a t-shirt right now. It says the team of the decades. And Paul Gutierrez jokingly, when I went into the press room today, he was like, damn, how old is that shirt? I'm like, I know. This team needs to become a winner in this decade. Last decade, it only happened once. 2016. This decade, make it become... A recurring thing like it was in the past. The team of the decades. Let's go do it silver and black. You know what Friday is a perfect day to do? Go get some pizza. And not only any kind of pizza, but go to Grimaldi's because they're hands down my favorite pizza in Las Vegas. Only at Grimaldi's Pizzeria can you get famous New York-style coal-fired brick oven pizza that you crave. Grimaldi's has four locations in the Vegas Valley, Boca Park, the Palazzo, South Rainbow, and in Green Valley. So pretty much anywhere where you're at in Las Vegas, you'll be able to get Grimaldi's. For more, visit Pizzeria.com. In 20 minutes, I'm going to be driving out to Grimaldi's. I'm going to be getting my pizza because it's almost time for my lunch. Let's go to a break, Crater Nation. We'll be right back to finish off the show talking about boxing. Because there's a boxing fight that's generating a lot of interest going down tomorrow. And also baseball. What have the Dodgers done? What have the D-backs done? We'll talk about it after the break. To the JT The Brick Show with today's guest host, Harry Ruiz. 2 0. Swing and a drive in the right field. It's way back. Gone! Yoshida, a grand slam. Masataka Yoshida, right there, that highlight with the Boston Red Sox. And at this moment, the Red Sox are looking at the playoffs from the outside in. They're two games behind the last wild card spot, which currently is in possession of the Toronto Blue Jays. What does that mean? That right now the Blue Jays would be one of three teams in that division that are actually In a playoff spot, the Baltimore Orioles, which surprisingly have the best record in the American League, the Rays right behind them, and the Toronto Blue Jays, Boston and New York, each with with 57 wins, they would be outside of the playoffs, despite looking over at the Central and being like, yo, Minnesota, you guys have a worse record than we do, and you're the leaders there, but... It's how baseball is lined up. We're on the JT The Brick Show. I'm Harry Ruiz. Thank you guys for tuning in today. And you know what? We're talking about the American League. Let's hear uh, Giancarlo. I heard JT The Brick being like, why are we not selling everybody on Trade Line Day? I heard him on the radio. Hey, they're still in contention.
1: Here's a payoff. Swung on, hit in the air to deep left. That ball is high. It is far. It has It is gone. Oh. It's a Stantonian home run. Giancarlo
2: Nanosiposcopalo. Giancarlo Stanton with the bomb and the four to three win from the New York Yankees over the Houston Astros. I'll always appreciate when the Astros take the L. And like I said, they're contending. I know that your Bobby was like, if you want to call it that, well, they're still just a couple of games behind the last wild card spot. So you have to consider it as like, are they huge favorites? No. But they're still in the fight because MLB expanded the field to twelve teams.
1: Yeah, I mean if you want to believe in dreams and fairies and unicorns, yeah, sure. They're totally in the fight.
2: They're totally they're in a better spot than the LA Angels.
1: Yeah, if you've got Giancarlo Stanton on your team, you're not in a better spot for bleep, okay, Ken? Hey, Just they, not. I mean, independent the, the pitching staff is god awful, horrendous, and that's coming from a Red Sox man. You know what I mean?
2: I know, I know. You, you you'll love it when uh, the our, Yankees our, are our, not. ours.
1: Is far beyond brutal, but these guys think they're contenders. You know what I mean? Yeah, no contenders are the Baltimore Orioles. Who, How about that one? I who saw know. that one coming.
2: I know they beat the Blue Jays. Who, who, who put
1: their money on the future blast staple on that team?
2: Jeez, they got some good odds. Let's hear from this Adley Rushman.
1: Line drive, base hit into left field. One run in around third. Hayes, here comes the throw to the plate, and he is out.
2: Despite being out, he still produced a run-up with that single. uh, Six to one, they beat the Toronto Blue Jays. And, yeah, at the beginning of the season, everybody was talking Yankees. Everybody was talking Blue Jays. Everybody was talking the Rays. And there you got the Orioles at the top, not of
1: the division, but of the league. Well, what was it last spring? I mean, the Rays had, like, the best team in baseball by, like, 20 games or something. Yeah. Unfortunately, they peaked a little too early because they're coming back to earth real quick.
2: That's baseball right there. And unfortunately, like you look over at the Dodgers and the last couple of years, they've, yeah, 100 100 plus wins, but they weren't playing competitive baseball late in the season. And by the time the playoffs rolled around, it was like, hey, you need to be ready for those tight moments. Shohei Otani, this guy keeps doing his thing and it's just ridiculous. It's crazy. He's doing things that players haven't done in over five decades. But he drives this one to right field. Back to Walker Davis, hands on. This is forty. So he was the first player to pitch, hit a home run, steal a base, and be intentionally walked in yesterday's game. But also, if you take away that intentional walk, he was the first player since like 1963 to get a stolen base, a home run, and pitch in the same game. And guess what? The Angels still lost that game, five to three. I'm like, hey, one of these days he's gonna pitch a no hitter. He's gonna hit a home run, and the Angels are gonna lose two to one.
1: Oh yeah, they'll find a way.
2: They'll figure out a way. So Artie oh, Moreno, you, you gotta, thank you.
1: You gotta pity that poor guy. You really do. I mean, he's he's doing everything to try to he can do to try to get the Angels into some kind of playoff contention. It's a it's a hopeless endeavor. It ain't gonna happen. I'm like, thank you so much, Artie. Thank you for not trading him in this trade
2: deadline. Thank you for not getting rid of him because if the Dodgers had to give up five of their top prospects against get Shohei, they would be sending a lot of talent and then potentially not even keeping Shohei because he could sign anywhere else next year. So thank you, Artie, for keeping him. And you know what? The Angels—you look over at the standings right now, and they are four games out of the last wild card spot. You know what?
1: You know what's so funny, Bleep, to me. The fact that, like, Dodger fans and Padre fans and Yankee fans and all these other fan bases are all completely convinced, mind you, completely convinced that they're getting Otani. He's only one guy. He can't go to six different teams, guys.
2: Can we get him as a pitcher and then he DHs on another game for another team yeah, the same that's day that's probably no? not going to happen. share him for, there, for there, a there, month there, and there,
1: month? There's, there's an awful lot of not going to happen <laughs> being discussed right now. So
2: I know, but when you look at it, it's a unicorn, what you said. Yeah, hey, He's a unicorn. It's crazy ber- berries talented.
1: and unicorns and glitter and juice boxes and all that great stuff. And
2: I'll give him credit. They did a lot of trades. They want to... Keep that team fighting
1: for a playoff spot, but oh, heck, man, I, yeah, just making trades is fine. But I don't, Joe Kelly, no, 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 Joe Kelly came uh, to us. Yeah, yeah, I know, but Joe Kelly, I'm Ugh. talking about the Angels. No, I'm they talking about the some Dodgers. Change. Joe, Joe Kelly, hey, Dude. I'll take him.
2: Ugh. Lance Lynn, Ugh. I know, the leader, you, an ERA. Man, but I'll tell you what, down. you
1: you, you want to make your kid a bleeping millionaire, guys? Here's what you do: teach him to pitch left-handed. Seriously, if you, I mean the, the most mediocre left-handed pitcher can get millions in the in baseball or these days. Or have him be a quarterback and get drafted in the NFL. That's tougher. But if nah. you're a quarterback you nah. can or be, be a lefty pitcher man, you can go anywhere.
2: Or have him be Anthony Davis who just became the highest paid player in oh, NBA that's history. We'll one. talk about that in a bit. Jeez. But how about those Giants? I dislike them big time, but they're hot right now. The 2-2 pitch on the way to Wade. He swings it. It's a high drive right field. Going back on the ball. Carroll watching it. It is gone. Up onto the arcade. Lamont Wade Jr. They just became the third team in Major League Baseball's National League to get 60-plus wins so far this season. Their record, 61-49. and They're two and a half games back for the National League West lead, only behind the L.A. Dodgers, who completed a sweep of the A's last night. And there's a
0: high fly ball to right
2: field, and it is gone. A home run. Freeman is
0: impossibly hot.
2: Exactly. Scorching hot. Oh, Five don't, home get, r-
1: don't get too excited. You basically beat the aviators. take it easy.
2: <laughs> Five home runs in the last 12 games for Freddie Freeman. He's doing his thing. Now let's keep it going we needed to go that way into september we needed to go that way into october and yes how, how,
1: how about just get by the padres this weekend and that's what i'm talking about you to get to
2: september to get to october you got to get through this weekend because you got the padres over in san diego the next 3 days and then you got two games in arizona against the d-backs and these games are big for the dodgers because if you oh, beat yeah. these teams and you can get them out of the Train process, the thought process of, hey, you know what? We don't even have to think about them anymore. Arizona, they're in third place, six and a half back. San Diego, they're nine games back in fourth place. If you can just put them in the rear view mirror by sweeping them each this weekend, that would be fantastic just, for the boys just, in blue.
1: Just create a little bit of separation between you. That's all you need to do.
2: And you know who's also on fire in fuego? It's Belly, another Belly Mom. Here's the pitch to Bellinger. Swing a line drive, right field, base hit. The Cubs are going to take the lead. Fraley gets it back in. Coming in the score, Nico Horner. He in half goes to third. Cody Bellinger, how about him? 315 is his batting average right now. 51 RBIs, 94 hits. Who saw that coming from Cody Bellinger, the uh, former National League MVP, the World Series champion with the Dodgers. He's he's having a great resurgent year, and now he's going to get a big contract next season. Everybody thought he was going to get traded in the deadline. He stayed put in Chicago in the Cubs. They're still thinking, hey, you know what? We can make it.
1: Isn't that funny? I mean, honest to God, he just had the worst spring. He was just brutal, and now he's starting to string together some stuff. Now the Cubs are like, ah, let's just keep him and let's go out and be buyers.
2: Yeah, and look over at what's happening in the National League Central. The Cubs are mm. three games back, three games back from the lead, and they are two games back from the final National League Wild Card spot. So it, you never
1: know it's what a, can happen. It's a lot like the AL Central. I mean, you got about five mediocre teams. I mean, you can get in you, a 500 record as a playoff team out there.
2: Milwaukee, Cincinnati, Chicago. Those three teams are the ones that are vying for that uh, National League Central crown that gives
1: a team an automatic spot in the playoff contention. And that's some funny stuff, too, because, I mean, Cincinnati two years ago, they were just about the worst team in baseball, and now here they are contended. Hey, Hey, Red Sox, you can do some of this, you know.
2: A month ago, they were the hottest team in Major League Baseball. And they got a little bit cold, but they're still up there. Oh, They're
1: they're, they're going to be in contention.
2: Exactly. They're a solid team, but that's like, you know what? You keep your prospects. You have them evolve. Ellie de la Cruz, he might be the most exciting player in baseball right now.
1: Uh, He's he's up there. I I like my guy, Duran, Jared Duran. I mean, that kid, every time he gets a hit, it's a double. Exactly, just, just, I know. On pure, hey. just on pure leg work. I mean, that kid you better watch out for.
2: And right now, speed in baseball, it's huge because of the bases being bigger. Mm-hmm. Steals, and, and doubles, triples. Steals, exactly, yeah. It's like it makes things way more interesting. Before saying goodbye, tomorrow, Jake Paul versus Nate Diaz. It's a professional boxing fight. They're both licensed fighters. And unfortunately, these celebrity fights, they're getting more hype than the real fights. But, hey, you know what? Whose fault is it? The promoters. Whose fault is it? The boxers. If the best fight, the best. Just like uh Crawford and Spence did last week, people wouldn't be talking about these guys. People wouldn't be talking about Diaz and Paul if you have the best fighting the best every weekend. And people are hyped about boxing now. They're more excited about the MMA fans are coming over to boxing to watch this fight. And then they're going back to UFC. They're not staying along. They want to see Nate Diaz. They want to see Anderson Silva against Paul and hopefully see him knocked out. It's just I'm disappointed for the sport of boxing overall, and it is what it is. And it's a crap show out there with the Paul brothers. Let's see what happens. What's not a crap show, it's what's going on here at Raider Nation Radio because we got a big show lined up with Q Myers coming up next. Unnecessary Roughness. It's the weekend. Have a fantastic and safe one, Las Vegas.